What's up, CJM Nation? We are back. It is episode nine. I'm your host, DJ Daniels, alongside DJ MC Roberts and Chris Olivares. We got a lot, a little bit, a lot, a little bit of a lot to talk about. You know, we, we had the Super Bowl. We won't really touch on Super Bowl just because it's been a week. week yeah, about weeks. a week already. Yeah. So let's just kind of get into the draft, some free agents. Uh, we're definitely going to touch on some baseball moves. I know football's kind of winded down. And we're not going to really interview people, like just random people off the streets. So we're going to start doing baseball stuff. Maybe touch on some UFL. I know Chris is a big UFL fan. So it, it should be interesting, but I hope all of our listeners are some ready UFC. for Yeah, You got UC 299 and 300 coming up. So. Yeah. so And then we'll definitely touch on baseball because as you listeners, frequent listeners know, I'm a big Astros guy. So let's get into it. Chris, I know you had a lot of... Bias for uh, the first one through ten. So uh, get us started. Alrighty. So I went ahead and did my top ten draft predictions. I didn't put any form of trades or anything. It's just a straight shot, one through ten. Starting off at number one, I'm gonna go. I have the Bears taking Marvin Harrison Jr. I have said it a thousand times. I don't like Caleb Williams. I don't think he's gonna be able to make it in the NFL. But I mean, I'll say it now. I hope he proves me wrong. I said the same thing with C.J. Stroud. And look where he is now. Yeah, but, but I do yeah. I do have the commanders taking Caleb Williams, though, at number two, pairing him up with um, Cliff Kingsbury once again. Yeah, I agree with that one. Uh, I know I'm kind of jumping on you, but I agree. I thought Caleb Williams, with the, all the moves the commanders made, I thought that they definitely are going to want to take him because they know the Bears aren't going to. Mm. And we kind of talked about it before we've – before we even really start recording that, you were your Justin Fields is done. The Justin Fields era is oh, done. Yeah. I don't think so, honestly. <laughs> I think I think I like Justin Fields. I think if he goes anywhere else, he'll be good, but I think they shouldn't give up on him and draft a uh obviously Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. I like him too. I like uh Justin Fields and I think that he might actually be better on another team other than the Bears, because the Bears, I don't know, that that organization's been so dysfunctional for the past couple of years that I feel like it's going to take Justin Fields leaving. I mean, look at Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. I mean, I know he's not he hasn't been the best quarterback out there, but he's been a serviceable backup for who is it, the Steelers and yeah. the Bills. But going back to my top ten drafts, uh, at number three, I have the Patriots taking Jaden Daniels, the Cardinals taking Malik Neighbors, the Chargers taking Brock Bowers, the Giants at number six taking Rome uh, Adunze, the Titans taking Joe Alt, the Falcons taking Dallas Turner, the Bears drafting their replacement for Justin Fields, uh, Drake May. And then for the Jets, I sorry, I don't know how to say his first name, but uh, his last name is uh, Fashanu. I think, um, I honestly do think that with the first overall pick, the Bears should pick Marvin Harrison Jr. Just because, honestly, if I'm Baker Mayfield, uh, Baker Mayfield, if, <coughs> if I'm Justin Fields, I don't want to be in Chicago anymore they haven't been treating him very right you know yeah and he's just he just wants out so honestly if I'm Justin Fields I'm trying to go to ATL I'm trying to go to Atlanta oh, yeah. you know play with the Falcons they have some really really good offensive pieces you know B. John Drake London Kyle Pitts all those guys that I've talked about before that I really like but I do agree with you Chris later on in the like the eighth pick where, the, where they have the eighth pick I do think they should take a quarterback oh yeah so and give us a yeah, give us your one one through ten. My one through ten, I don't know. I'm just gonna skim through it because I'm not really sure about this draft. But I'm gonna here, skim here, through here, it. Here. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna skim through it. I'm I'm gonna say 
I'm gonna say the com- the Commanders taking Caleb Williams. That does make sense for them. It mm-hmm. seems like a Commanders move. I really don't like Caleb Williams. That's something they would probably do. Um, honestly, the Patriots they do need a quarterback, and I don't know if Jaden Daniels. I don't know because I, I liked Penix in the. I really liked Penix in in the in the postseason for the for the college football playoffs, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, I think Jaden Daniels really is a good uh, quarterback. He probably should have been. Higher up in the Heisman race, to be honest. Mm. And for the Giants, I think they should take a O lineman instead of like a instead receiver of a, instead of a dude. Yeah, because yeah, he, he's okay. really good, right? But honestly, that line I talked about it with Mark a while back, and he made me kind of realize how atrocious the the Giants line really is, and that's the main problem with that. Mm-hmm. So uh, <clears throat> my one through ten is going to be kind of a little bit different from you guys. I think that uh, the Bears, with the number one pick, they take Marvin Harrison Jr. I think they're going to build on with the Bears. Justin Fields comments on, on uh, I forgot whose podcast it was. Oh, it might have been uh, Amon Ra's. But he was like, I just unfollowed him because he needed a break. Yeah. I think that he's still he's still going to be there at the end of the day. When, and then so the commanders are going to take Caleb Williams. <laughs> Obviously, they got Cliff Kingsbury. They got a whole lot of USC staff. I don't know why. It sucks for me because I have uh, Michael, or what is the quarterback? Sam Howell. I have mm-hmm. Sam Howell for uh, the commander of my dynasty league. league. So I'm kind of screwed there. I do think the Patriots take Drake May. Uh, the Cardinals, I don't even know who the Cardinals are going to take. I don't know. They're probably going to take it off in, that offensive tackle from uh, Notre Dame. What's his name? Uh, Joe Alt, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think the Chargers take Brock Bowers. And then the Giants take, obviously, with what you said, and I play, I'm on the Giants and my Madden Showdown team. I can tell yeah. you that line is <laughs> god awful. Yeah. Uh, the Penn State offense tackle, Alu Fashunu. I don't know. Yeah, Fashanu, that's who I have uh, <laughs> at number 10. Uh, the Titans are going to take the wide receiver out of uh, Washington with Rome Udunze. Mm-hmm. The Falcons are going to take uh, that edge. Yeah. Dallas edge Turner. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the Bears are going to take. Uh, Another wide receiver because they need all that our, our uh, receiver talent because we see if you want uh, Justin Fields to stay, obviously you're gonna need mm. some talent. Yeah, you surround him. Weapons. He already has DJ Moore, which is a really really good underrated wide receiver. But yeah. I mean, <coughs> and then uh, I'll take the Jets, and the Jets will take Oregon State uh, office tackle Tylese Fuaga. Right. So, but uh, I think that the Commanders are definitely gonna take Caleb Williams. I don't know why. Yeah, it, yeah, like I said, it seems baby. like such a commander's move for them to in take him. In all honesty, I, yeah. can see where, I can see where you're coming from with that, man. Speaking of all of this now, um, I've seen a lot of mock drafts that have J.J. McCarthy in the top ten for the draft picks. What My question is, why is he being looked at like this high-caliber, NFL-ready quarterback? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, he won a national title, that's great, but he didn't win that game. He was... I don't know. He had didn't he have less than 100 yards passing that yeah. game? He, he handed it. He handed the ball off more. Yeah. And he relied on that defense to win him that game. Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, I think the Broncos should take him a no, later on. I no, know for no, Mark. No, I know. No. Off the off the clock. On behalf of Mark, no, he does not want JJ McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, like something you brought because I was really high on JJ McCarthy after the the Natty win. But something you brought up to me and I like I kind of realized it. All he was doing was handing that ball off. And the, yeah, the, the running backs would just break off for huge, huge gains, and Washington really couldn't do much about it, yeah. like, honestly. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, I mean, throughout his two very prominent, like, starting years, he really hasn't done much. Mm-hmm. And so I think that I agree. I don't think J.J. McCarthy should be even a first-rounder. 
I think he'll be a, a really good backup because, I mean, he's won a national championship and he's... Yeah, I mean, he, he a has a lot of coach. room to improve and he can definitely be something big later. But I don't know about right now. Yeah, I think he'll be like another Zach Wilson. He yep. just throws check downs. For me, the biggest example is... Uh, I know the age was a big concern for a lot of uh, NFL teams when he went into the draft, but Stetson Bennett? He yeah. won back-to-back national titles. Oh, and but he was really I don't know. Old. I like Stinson Ben. I have him in my dynasty team, and I, if he didn't have an alcohol problem, he would definitely be, like, re- he'd be, I think, like, uh, considered. I think I did read something that he was cleared and he was going to start coming back to the team. Yeah, I saw that at the beginning of this, like, this past season. The Rams said that he had a... Uh, he had, a, he had, like, a sickness, and they mm-hmm. wouldn't disclose what it was. So I, think- I absolutely hate how, like, Cam Newton talks about, like, players right now, how he calls a bunch of good quarterbacks, or, like, really, like Brock, Brock Purdy called him a game manager. Like, he talks about game managers, but I do think a guy like J.J. McCarthy is just a game manager. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Speaking of, just on a tangent, speaking of Cam Newton, did y'all see what Brock Purdy had said no, in response to that? What he said? He had said that... Um, I think he had said that he's not the best. Like how Cam Newton said he wasn't the best quarterback in the league or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But like he's one of like he's like at least I'm one of like a hundred and something, and he's none. He's not one of them. Yeah. At all. He's Kevin's yeah. Crazy. He's not. We talked about this. He's not yeah. even in the league. Like if he was, if Cam Newton like could back up all this talk, he'd still be playing right now. We saw what he did in New England. Absolutely yeah. nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, Kind of what you were talking about a little while ago, Matt. Uh, I agree. I think that uh, Michael Penix Jr. is better. Than Jane Daniels, I was, I uh, get him, I get him confused, but I agree. I do think that the, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I think Michael Penix will go before. Yeah, uh, Jane Daniels. Daniels. I don't, I honestly like Jane Daniels. Like statistically, had a better year than uh, like Michael Penix. I think he, he, broke he even of, had yeah, a yeah, he, he broke he, like Joe Burrow's record. He even had yeah, yeah. That's what I was about to say. Like Jaden Daniels had like a like a very similar year to Joe Burrow the year he won a Heis, the yeah, Heisman. Yeah. So I mean like, but. Joe Burrow also did win the Natty that year, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, come well, on. What was the problem there? <clears throat> they had those wide receivers betting on games. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Bend the overs on yeah. themselves. But, uh, yeah, I mean, anybody else have anything to – or we'll take, we, we can move into our free agent segment. I know the Texans are on the running for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. I've oh, seen yeah. a lot of things. One recently was about uh, the possibility of the Texans getting Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Ah, true. <laughs> Dude, if they got t- Saquon Barkley, that would be absolutely nuts. Like my like love for the Texans, not like crazy love that they're like my favorite team, obviously, because I'm a Cowboys Seahawks fan, right? But like honestly, the way they're rebuilding and I'm really I really love CJ Stroud, they could move up to that two spot for me, man, because I like I said before, I haven't been a big Texans fan in a very, very long time. You know, my favorite Texans team was when they had Arian Foster. Andre Johnson just went into the Hall of Fame, you know, and uh, Matt Schaub. I loved that team. And this is my favorite team since then. So if they got Saquon, that would be nuts, dude. Yeah. I I was talking to Mark about this a little while ago. Uh, I don't want Saquon because in the past, what, two years, he's only played like eight or ten games. Yeah, he's just... He's had that injury bug with him. But, but yeah, you never know, dude. It could when be he another leaves, Christian McCaffrey That's situation. what I was about to say. When he yeah. leaves the Giants, maybe he doesn't even want to be playing for the Giants. The Giants suck. And yeah. think about it like this. Like, with that line that he's playing with, he's mm-hmm. going to get hurt. Yeah. Like, think about it like a, like a Madden career mode. Like, I was talking to Mark about this. You're saying with, like, the running backs, like, before when they would get injured, your players would, would get injured in career mode. You run it 20, 30 times, they're going to get injured. Yeah. And now imagine him r- trying to run it 20, 30 times with that terrible O-line. Yeah. Like. But uh, back to what I was saying, I think that the Texans <clears throat> should pick up Derrick Henry. 
Honestly, okay. that would be good. Because he's probably I, gonna go to the Ravens. Yeah, I, I saw that, but I mean, he he's in the like the talks. But I want the Texans to pick him up. I told Mark this. He you'll you'll probably get him for two years yeah. tops, mm-hmm. maybe just a year. But you draft uh, a rookie running back. You let him learn, obviously, from one of the top ten running backs of all time, mm-hmm. and you teach that young running back. And then once I mean, you you can run Derrick Henry until the wheels fall off. Oh yeah. So I think that we should pick up. Uh, Derrick Henry. I don't really want Saquon. I think he's just inconsistent. In my opinion, out of both of those players, I don't think the Texans should pick up either one. The guy that I think they should go after is probably going to be Mike Evans. Yeah. Add another wide receiver to that freaking star-studded core already. That would be absolutely crazy if they got Mike Evans. Yeah. Dude, that would be A veteran, a Super Bowl champion wide receiver, and then you're pairing him up with these younger guys? That's just physical, only going to skyrocket yeah. the wide receiver Physical room. wide receiver. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he's from te- – or played in Texas for college, you know, Texas. Yeah, he's from, no, he's from, he's from, he's from, he's from Texas. Okay. Okay. He's from yeah, Galveston. you see, so, like, I mean, hell, why, would he, why wouldn't exactly. he want to come back home? You that's, know, why, like, that's why all the rumors are flowing around because, yeah, cause, I mean, he's from Galveston. Mm-hmm. And he always goes to the Astros games, too. So, yeah, I don't know. I think he, uh, that he should go there. Another, why not? Yeah. Screw it. Why not? Yeah. But talk about the Y'all talking about Texans and talking about the Cowboys. The Cowboys, I don't really know who we need to pick up, man. Honestly, it was a very upsetting postseason after a very, very good season. I think, honestly, we need to bolster up our O-line a little bit more because, like, all season, Dak Prescott was running for his life almost every play. Yeah. And he would make he plays. <laughs> what was that? Because he can't throw. What do you mean? <laughs> Dude, he was literally running for his life because the O-line wasn't helping for nothing. And that's that we had, like, what, two all-pro linemen? The running back. And they didn't do anything, dude. Like, it's just so dumb. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know who we should pick up. I would like to... Say any big-name offensive lineman, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, any yeah. big-name... Offensive name. tackle, um, I know I did put down uh, Andre James. I'm not sure what team he plays for, but I saw there was, like, a projected thing that the Cowboys might pick him up. And if he's good enough, he'll welcome aboard. Come on in. Yeah. Yeah. I know, uh, we, back to the kind of Texans, the Marquise Brown yeah. was in the mix for all that. Mm. Marquise Brown? That. Hollywood? Yeah, Hollywood uh, Brown. Dude, I, w- I wouldn't pick up Hollywood. I, would I wouldn't either. pick up A.J. Brown, honestly. Either. I'd pick up A.J. Brown. I don't A.J. Care. Brown's a diva. Like you wouldn't pick, pick up A.J. Brown, no matter how big of a diva he is, that guy is a stud. Like, yeah. that he's guy, a stud. I respect the player that he is, but I don't want that kind of toxicity in my locker room. I get that, but I yeah, mean, I right. but at the same time, it's like players players can change who they are. And I mean, Antonio also, Brown. Didn't, I don't know. AJ, a- AJ, AJ Brown can't. <laughs> like, he is Brown. a diva, but I like. And this, I hate the Eagles, but I'm advocating for AJ Brown. Like, think about that. Like, mm. AJ Brown has a lot of wholesome moments. Like the the why he wears bright shoes on the field, you yeah. know, for his daughter to see him, like, be able to pick him out from all the others. Like, just a bunch of stuff like that. Like, he's just, I think he can be a good person. He just needs to calm it down a little, you know. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. His attitude is what actually <clears throat> um, caused Mike Vrabel to trade him from Tennessee. And then look what happened to Tennessee, though. Yeah, yeah. Mike Rabel now. <laughs> yeah, no I mean, unemployed. Do y'all think? Do y'all think? What do y'all think is the the solution there at quarterback? I really liked Tannehill for those those years that he was I playing. Tannehill. I mean, I'm probably anti Titan, anti Colt, so I probably I, I was yeah. happy when Tannehill was the quarterback because I know how bad he was. I like that Cinderella run he had, but nope. since then there's been nothing else. Yeah, I think they should just ride Will Levis, bring in a quarter, bring in a coach that's gonna believe. I really, in the kid. we all really liked Will Levis. I yeah, say we, kid, we and he's did. older than me, and then he did nothing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we agree. Yeah, it yeah. was his rookie year, though. Give him time. Yeah, I mean, 
It's fine. I think he was pretty good. Uh, I know you wanted to talk about a little bit about Kirk Cousins, Chris. Yeah, there's been a thing floating around that the that Kirk Cousins might leave the Vikings and go play for the Patriots. The Patriots. I don't like that. I w- and I think Kirk Cousins is gonna stay. He's like, honestly, the 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 Vikings are the ones that gave him the chance. Yeah. After he like absolutely destroyed his leg, almost lost his leg in that whole injury, you know, and he hasn't been that bad with the Vikings. He's done good. He's put up good stats. He's gotten them to, to, to games that maybe they shouldn't have even been in. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I like Kirk Cousins. I think he needs to come back and play for the Vikings. I like Kirk Cousins as as a player and as a human. I mean, I know we saw that, was it, that docuseries <coughs> quarterback? Yeah. That made everybody just love Kirk Cousins. And I found more respect for him. I know I do, I do dog on him for his lack of primetime wins, but, I mean, he is a good quarterback. And... I think his best fit is in Minnesota, but if they decide not to, decide maybe to go to, with somebody younger, then I could see him going to the Patriots or maybe even, I'm going to probably say, who else? Maybe the Titans? Yeah. Maybe he could serve was, as a backup uh, to Will Levis. I know Matt kind of said earlier that he thinks that Justin Fields should go to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I think that Kirk Cousins should go to Atlanta. I could see that, too. That would be really good. I feel like if Bill Belichick would have gotten the head coaching job in Atlanta, that would have com- completely sold it. Yeah. Because I know Kirk did say that he wouldn't mind playing for Bill Belichick. Yeah, no, I, I think that if Kirk Cousins d- does leave, he'll probably go to the, the Falcons. I think that Justin Fields, if he does leave, I think mm-hmm. he should go to Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that. Oh, did y'all see that um, Kenny Pickett finished the season with like a 1.9% touchdown rating? Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Freaking Kenny Pickett, dude. That's crazy. <sighs> Poor Pickett. He's terrible, dude. He is. He's absolutely terrible. Yeah. That year for that draft class for quarterbacks that he came out of just wasn't good. Yeah, at it all. just wasn't. Like, I, I was high on Kenny Pickett too. Like I was like, I thought he was going to be good guy. Matt yeah. Corral, like one of the one of the quarterbacks know, picked in that dude. draft class. He's yeah. now playing for the UFL, the Birmingham Stallions. Yeah, he was good. Really? Yeah. yeah, he dude, got. I have not been paying attention to that. <laughs> it's, yeah. It was earlier this week, if not late last week. Yeah, and yeah, he didn't even. I think he broke his tibia. Yeah, in the yeah. preseason. Yeah, and then he was out for the season. What team was he on? The Panthers. Oh yeah, you're right. By, he was drafted by Matt Rule's Panthers. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about. We're, right now, we're talking about college people coming in. You know, draftees. What mm-hmm. do we? What do we think about the NCAA game that coming out this summer? Oh, I'm excited. All the teasers. For it. I'm excited for that, dude. It's yeah. gonna be great. I wish they would put D two schools though. That would have been so. Imagine cool. they get us in the in the game, Tamuk. That'd be oh, crazy. Yeah. Or A M Commerce. Yeah. I think A M Commerce is an FCS team. I don't yeah. know. Dude. So if they do add FCS teams, I'm hoping. At least one team in this, in Texas is there. Like that would be pretty cool. That would be cool. But do y'all think, and I know I brought this up to y'all uh, in our group chat, but do y'all think it should be switched to Saban 25? This sounds so weird. It does sound weird, I but mean, like, I, I would respect it. Yeah, yeah, I would respect it, and I get the concept, but uh, like Jake, Jacob said in the group chat, um, but, it's just such an iconic name, the NCAA franchise. Yeah, that's true. It's just, yeah. it's just so, mm-hmm. like, that's what we remember it as. You know, mm-hmm. I'd play it when I was little. I played it. I remember playing it at my uncle's house. I was, I love that game so oh, much. Yeah. The mascot mashup mode. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff was the best, dude. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. I could, and um, I feel like people were talking like this the exact same way when they first brought up, like, the first Madden. Yeah, Because sure. they were like, oh, yeah. this sounds so weird. Like, you know, back then they had Tecmo Bowl, John Madden's football. Like, the whole yeah. his whole name was in there. And then they just switched <clears> it to Madden. But, I mean, saving 25 doesn't sound that bad. It's better than just saying Nick 25. Yeah, that would be pretty good. Um, yeah. I think the, the ultimate teams, mm. we're, we're going to have some good games, like the like the all-time like LSU yeah. teams, the all-time Alabama Will teams. Will they do all-time teams? 
I'm sure they have. I'm sure to. they will. Yeah. Like the way the NBA, like NBA 2K does yeah, it. Yeah, that's like 2K. Yeah. Dude, that would be so cool, they, dude. Yeah, I did read really that. Cool. That would be huge. Um, they did Florida. say that uh, the NCAA game Aaron will Hernandez. be nothing Aaron like Madden. Hernandez. Wait, what'd you say? Sorry. That uh, no, you <laughs> That uh, the new NCAA game will be nothing like Madden. Yeah, that's what I yeah, saw. So, I saw yeah. that too. Because it's it's too. Like yeah, that that's, I mean that's pretty cool. Because it's two totally, coaches. it's two totally different, uh, you know, markets. Uh, yeah, two mm-hmm. different, uh, no, like two different teams working on the game, and these guys that are making the NCAA game are gonna want to do way better than the Madden people. Yeah, and this game hasn't been released in a long time. It's 11, been, it's been, yeah, 11, yeah it's been years, a while, dude. Years. So they want to really, really show out for this, and I mean. I feel like every game after this one is just going to be a copy-paste. Mm-hmm. But this one right here is going to be the big one. Yeah. Like, it coming back is going to be the big one. Well, I know EA's already kind of in some hot water because all the Madden suck. Like, this yeah. was the year that Madden was supposed to be, like, Good. Yeah, and the it was best. Yeah. Almost the exact same. Yeah. I mean, Showdown's been pretty fun. <laughs> Showdown's been pretty good. <laughs> but it's all right. All right, so what, what else we got to talk about? The, uh, the Super UFL. Bowl? All right. Talk about the UFL. Get Chris going on his little UFL spring football rant. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So anybody that any new listeners, I am a huge spring football fan. I've been big on it ever since 2019 with the Alliance of American Football, and I've seen leagues come and go. But the XFL, USFL have merged and become to become the UFL. They kick off March 30th between the XFL champion Arlington Renegades and the USFL champion Birmingham Stallions. I'm not sure where that game's going to be. I want to say it's going to be in Arlington, but I could be wrong. But in the conferences, it is the Arlington Renegades, the San Antonio Brahmas, my favorite team of the league, the St. Louis Battlehawks, and the D.C. Defenders. In the USFL conference, we have the Birmingham Stallions, the Houston Roughnecks, the, Mem- Roughnecks. <laughs> the Memphis Showboats, and the Michigan Panthers. What I love about this league is that it's another chance for guys who didn't really get a chance in, in the NFL, like Matt, like Matt Corral, like I mentioned earlier, but other guys, too, like um, Luis Luis Perez, he taught himself how to play quarterback really? on uh-huh. through YouTube. Really? And he ended up playing at AM Commerce. Wow. So yeah, he was yeah, he was beating up on us here. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh Vic Beasley, AJ McCarron, Corey Coleman, Amari Rogers. AJ McCarron has a hot wife. Oh my I just goodness. want to be honest, AJ McCarron has a hot wife. <laughs> he he actually asked to be released from the Bengals so he can go back to play for the Battle That's good for him. I mean, honestly, like if I, I don't know who said it, but like you go to the uh, yeah, the UFL, right? That's what yeah, it's called? the yeah. UFL. You go to the UFL to, like, get film. Yeah. And so if he wants film, and obviously I think you're right, like, these guys want to go play football at these. Mm-hmm. At these yeah, so I think it'd be – it's pretty interesting that these guys are getting second chances. I think it's probably better than being on a uh, – no, it's probably not better than being on, like, the – Well, it's better than being on a practice squad, not really seeing any playing time, to yeah. be honest. You get actual, like, a game feel to it. But um, TJ Vasher is another one. He played for the Cowboys. Ooh, TJ Vasher w- went to Texas Tech, and he, oh, was yeah. a, he was a beast at Texas Tech. <laughs> Cade Warner, the son of um, Kurt Warner, and even Joe Flacco's brother, Tom. How old is, is he? Uh, Tom Flacco? Yeah. Uh, 23? That's kind of weird. And didn't I'm you not say, sure. Didn't you say uh, Amendola's brother, the one that, yeah, Matt that, Amendola, so, yeah. that yeah. sold the, the game for the Texans that one game, yeah. is going to be competing with the one and only destroying, destroying for the kicking Oh, positions. yeah, that's going to be interesting. Destroying is going to beat him for the position. <laughs> Watch. And then, probably. Um, probably. Well, actually, both, <clears throat> both Destroying and Amendola are on the Brahmas, and so is uh, Tom Flacco. Tom I want to backtrack real quick. Mm-hmm. The whole Kirk Cousins thing. 
I was wrong. Uh, my bad. It, he didn't have a leg injury. I was just talking. I'm kind of tired. That's my bad. All Are right. you thinking of Alex Smith? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was, was wondering. Alex I was like, yeah. this doesn't sound like, I yeah. don't remember that kind was, of injury. I was occurred. wrong, dude. I yeah. was wrong. No, my you're bad, good. Guys. You're good. That's on um. me. All right. So, you know, the UFL. Honestly, yeah. I don't even know who I'm going to be cheering for. I'm going to for sure watch because mm-hmm. there's nothing else to watch. I mean, golf. Golf. <laughs> I mean, baseball, yeah. NBA finals. I don't know, dude. <laughs> for me, I've always had like an like an appreciation to San Antonio. And when a little bit of a backstory, when the Alliance of American Football was announced and they brought in the San Antonio Commanders, I was real excited for it. I didn't miss a single game. I was actually going to go to a game for my birthday, but then their league folded. Shout out to Charlie Ebersol. I... I hate that dude so much. <laughs> I will never have any form of respect for that guy. Um, and then, obviously, the first edition, first rendition of the XFL in 2020, I rooted for the Renegades, and then COVID happened. Yeah. And then, finally, the USFL rolled around. I rooted for the for the Houston Gamblers, Gamblers. which they let me down. Yeah. Three, three and <laughs> seven that year. And then, finally, uh, the XFL coming back, uh, The Rock and his... Uh, his ex-wife and uh, business partner, Danny Garcia, put the San Antonio Brahmas. I did catch a game last season. Amazing. Really? It was just amazing. That's what I heard, too, that, like, it, the environment is really good. And the good. tickets are cheap. Yeah. We got and four tickets for under 300 bucks. Yeah, That's so, crazy. Yeah. Something I'm looking forward to is uh, we, we, we've talked about it a lot. We even covered a story on it. Mm-hmm. Is there were some guys from our college, you know, like Amos. Yeah. Or, that uh, have uh, declared for the draft. So mm-hmm. wouldn't it be crazy if they, they went to That the, would be the, really cool to see that, Amos like, Coleman. In the, in the UFL? Yeah, like badass, a Brahma dude. or uh, a Roughneck or even a Renegade. But yeah, be, would, being yeah. honest, proximity... I could see uh, Amos going to the Brahmas if he were to get drafted. <laughs> That'd in the be UFL. cool, but that I would I don't be really know, cool dude. Because the new head coach Wade Phillips, I'm sure he's because um, he's already signed a couple of uh, former UTSA players. Yeah, yeah, so but he's UTSA, looking at, he's but, looking at like local market. Yeah, but no, the I thing agree. is, UTSA is already like they they were doing really good. Like I mean, look at uh, mm-hmm. Tariq Woolen or oh, yeah. Reek Woolen, whatever he calls himself now. Tariq Woolen, he went all the way to Seattle, dude. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Like UTSA is is right. They're going up and up. Yeah, every I will year. say I am being a little bit a little biased about Amos going to the Brahmas. Yeah, just because I, my favorite team, we know the guys. I can tell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little yeah. bit. Have class with the guy. A little bit of bias. You know? He sits in the he sits in our class. He sits in the back, but you know, a little That'd bit of a bias insane. there. Cool guy. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> pretty cool guy. But uh, no, I mean, now I've been wanting to go see a game. Mm-hmm. I know I had a few friends going like they're just saying like how like people are like really committed. To this. Oh yeah, like there's people that will literally not watch the NFL and then they'll wait all year just to watch the UFL. No, I won't do that. that. That's that's I can't do that. That's crazy. Don't get me wrong. That I even, love both. That, I'm gonna be real. That doesn't even make sense because all the people playing the UFL are the people that can't play in the NFL. True. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But uh, <clears throat> Matt, tell us about UFC. I know you're. Oh, okay. You're yeah, itching. you were saying you're saying uh, that you want to go see. Uh, What's it called? A UFL game. I want to I wanna go see a UC event when they go to Austin or San Antonio. All right. So this weekend, we got Brandon Moreno versus uh, Brandon Royval. That's the main event. But let's start from the bottom of the main card. Not the bottom. We'll, we'll talk about the Raul Rosas fight, and then we'll go up from there. So the uh, in the Bantamweight division, Raul Rosas Jr., you know, he's, I think, the youngest UFC fighter ever. He's taking on Ricky uh, Tercios. I honestly, I really like Raul, and I hope he keeps on winning. I'm gonna take Raul Rosas, and I will say, if he doesn't win it by decision, he'll win it by submission in like a, the second or third. Yeah, what do y'all, what do y'all I'll think? Probably go Raul. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. 
All righty. What I'm, you think, bro? I'm gonna go with Raul, dude. Okay, yeah. okay. I trust your word, man. You know so you know a whole lot more about UFC than I do, and I trust your word here. Yeah, you okay. have to yap about UFC, <laughs> so I don't really know. All righty, bro. All right, so the lightweight division, we got Daniel Zelu Huber versus Francisco Prado. So honestly, dude, I really like Daniel here. I think I think he he can keep he can honestly climb the ranks. And try to fight for the light, lightweight title. I mean, he's fourteen and one. If he keeps on winning, you kind of you can't ignore it, you know. So I don't know. I, I'm gonna take Daniel here. Yeah, uh, I'll agree with you. He's minus two seventy. Yeah, he's pretty favored. I'll go with him too. I like those odds. Yeah, I'm gonna take him. Okay, I'll take him too. All right. So in the co-main event, we have Yair Rodriguez versus Brian Ortega. Before we talk about this fight, I want to shout out my friend Benny. He was telling me the other night we were playing. Uh, we were playing. What's it called? We were, we were just playing Fortnite or something. And he was telling me how uh, how his dad actually like knows people in Mexico who like run the UFC gyms there in Mexico and uh, Yair, Yair Rodriguez actually went to go train there and stuff and like he trains with them and uh, they're telling his dad about how like before the UFC even released like the video package on this how Yair was there training in the, in the Mayan temples for like the title fight like this guy is legit he's a really good fighter and honestly he can he can work his way up for a featherweight title fight, especially because um, now, you know, you have Tapuria as a, the champion. It's not Volkanovski. Yeah. So I'm honestly, I'm going to take y- Yair. It could be a um, it could be a bias because I really like the guy, but I'm going to take him. Uh, you know what I say to that? Womp womp. I'm taking Brian Ortega. America. Okay. <laughs> we got to go for America. I don't know who these people are, honestly. He's right. plus 120. Dude, right. He's from America. All right. How could you bet against America, dude? You take you take, you take who you want, bro. I will. You take we'll, who you we'll want. We'll find out. We'll I'll take I'll take Brian Ortega too. Okay. Yeah. Mine right. tempins this. Mine tempins that. <laughs> That's Team funny, bro. American, bro. All right. Oh my god. So now we have the the main event, and this right here, it will it will determine who goes against Pantoja for the flyweight title the next time they fight for the flyweight title, of course. So <clears throat> it is Brian Brandon Moreno. Versus Brandon Royval. Honestly, I think Moreno's going to take this one. He's just... Like, Royval's a really, really good striker. Amazing flyweight. But Moreno is just looking really, really good right now. And they have the same amount of losses, but Brandon has way more fights. Yeah. um, I think I'm going to stick my guns here. Probably go with Team America again. Brandon Royval, plus 240. Okay. I am a betting man. Screw it. We all think y'all think this goes to decision or they end it quick. I think this might go to decision. I think uh, it Brandon could. knocks him out. Honestly, I'm gonna actually gonna go with uh, Brandon Moreno too. I'm gonna side with experience here. Okay, alrighty. I'm going. Uh, you want to touch on UFC? 398? Oh yeah, yeah. Two two. Uh, well, we'll talk about 298, and then because it was on the same day they announced. <laughs> so UFC 298, that was an amazing, amazing event. I even wrote a review on it for the paper. I literally enjoyed it from start to finish. So we had Marab versus uh, Marab Devalishvili against Henry Cejudo. This honestly, it sags. I like Henry Cejudo, Triple C. I love that guy, but like, he he's one of the greatest flyweights of all time. You know, he he won the flyweight title and the bantamweight title. Like, he's just all around really great. But people forget he already like retired once, and like he kind of wasted his prime. So then he came back, and. 
honestly, this probably was his last fight. He had the gloves off whenever he left. He was done. But Marab took that uh, by decision. That was an amazing fight. He had Jeff Neal versus Ian Gary. Ian Gary, a lot of people tell him stuff for his wife. You know, a lot of people dog on him for his wife. But, I mean, Ian Gary, I mean, his nickname is The Future. Ian The Future Gary. I really do think if he keeps doing good, he keeps training, he keeps winning, he really can be the future of the welterweight division. And then in the, the co-main event, the middleweight co-main event, Robert Whitaker, dude. He honestly, Robert Whitaker surprised the... It's the poop out of me. He surprised the poop out of me, man, because, like, honestly, a lot of people were saying, including me, if Robert Whitaker didn't win this this fight after losing the Drickus in the summer, like, it was going to be it for him, you know? Like, this was it, and his career was probably going to be over, you know, just yeah. like Tony Ferguson. Or, yeah, Tony Ferguson. Yeah, I was thinking, like, Jake Ferguson, Tony Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, uh, especially, like, Tony Ferguson. Like, think about him, how he just kept on losing. But he did not pull a Tony Ferguson. He pulled off the win against Paulo Costa. And honestly, now Robert Whitaker is back in the, the conversation for the middleweight title. And I really do think a Drickus versus Robert, Robert Whitaker 2 would be a great fight. And then the main event, we had Topuria versus Volkanovski. Dude, it is the end. What do, you, what do y'all think of Volk? Because I know you like Volk. I do. And I, I think it's the end of the Volkanovski era. I think he could be done. I Honestly, I would retire. Maybe yeah, fight. Maybe, maybe fight a couple other guys. And I was talking to Benny about this. The whole thing with, with uh, Alexander Volkanovski is he can keep fighting, right? But he's just going to keep fighting the up-and-comers. So he's going to stop every up-and-comer from even getting to that spot. And he might get the immediate rematch, but I don't know. Ilya Tapuria is amazing. And Sugar Sean was saying he wanted to fight Tapuria. As much as I, as I love Sugar Sean, I don't know, dude. That's a, that's a crazy fight for him to take. Like, Tapuria is a beast. But that's about it, man. That's all I have for UFC 298. And then at the end of UFC 298, Dana White went to back, backstage, and he said um, he announced UFC 300 main event. It is going to be Alex Pereira versus Jamal Hill. I was talking to Mark about this. Honestly, dude, Alex Pereira should have fought at UFC 301 because it's in his homeland of Brazil. You know, like, everybody loves him there. It just made more sense. I think, honestly, we sh- what we should have gotten was uh, was Leon Edwards versus uh, Kamzat Chimaev. Yeah. Like, honestly, uh, I think, or, no, no, it's not Kamzat Chimaev. Sorry, Islam Makashev. Islam Makashev versus Leon Edwards for the double title fight would have been a super fight, dude. That would have been an amazing fight. I don't know, dude. I think they really sold the bag on that one. Yeah. I really do. When, who does, uh, when does Sugar Sean fight again? Sugar Sean fights UFC March 299, yeah. March 9th. So definitely going to be watching that. I, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to check that out myself, too. Oh, yeah, dude. I am excited. Super, super excited. Especially because he's not the only good fight on this uh on this card, dude. Cry. If he loses, I'm gonna be very, very sad. He'll still work his way up to the division and maybe win the title again. But I think he's gonna get his revenge. He's gonna beat Cheeto, and it's gonna be amazing. Uh, and then, uh, uh, my bad. No, no, go ahead. The co-main event is a really, really good fight too, dude. Dustin Poirier's return against uh, Benoit Saint Denis. This is gonna be a good fight. Yeah. Poirier versus Benoit. Petra <laughs> <laughs> uh, is saying uh, Sugar Sean kind of talked about it. I don't know when we talked about it, but they only get one belt now. Like, when they win, they don't get, like, if they, like, they only get, like, the diamonds in the belt. Yeah. 
I think that's so dumb. I like when they had like they got a bunch of belts. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, that make it look so much cooler. Yeah, you're just getting like red uh, red diamonds or something like that. In the yeah. Belt. yeah, yeah, I yeah. yeah I know what you mean. Honestly, dude, <clears throat> I don't know, dude, because I think Sugar could be a double champ, but it's so hard, dude, because because Tapuria is like his striking, just like Sugar's, is unmatched, and like in that division, it is just amazing. And um, I was talking to Benny about this again, that if uh, Sugar jumps that weight, that little 10-pound uh, jump, then honestly, to be honest, like, I think he could strike with the velocity of Ilya Tapuria. Yeah. I really think he could. Well, but that's about all I have for you, yeah. see? So we are going to transition to a little bit of baseball. I know I'm training my co-host to really start watching baseball and getting into baseball so we can have prolific talks about baseball. Yeah. Chris, I know you had some uh, things you want to talk about. Yep. So I do have just a few things uh, from the off season, then a couple of things about like betting odds and stuff like that. So starting off with it, the, the Mets <laughs> lose. Uh, who's it? Kodai. Kodai. Yeah, Singa. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I saw that you had that written down. I was gonna talk. Mm-hmm. Do y'all like follow Barstool Sports? I do. Somewhat. Yeah. You know, like Frank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Frank the Tank. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. talking yeah. about it. He was all mad about it. <laughs> that, that was funny. But that's yeah. a typical Mets thing mm-hmm. that their ace gets hurt. Mm-hmm. But now they're hard. looking towards. Because uh, I think as of today, they are still not signed. Uh, Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery as a replacement for him. Yeah, I, I wanted Blake Snell to be an Astro, but they got mm-hmm. Josh Hader. And I couldn't find um, how much they paid him, but the Marlins did reach a one-year deal with uh, to Tim Anderson. And the, and the Tigers signed free agent Gio Urshela. Did the Marlins really sign Tim Anderson? Mm-hmm. Oh to a one-year deal. I wasn't sure how much he was getting paid. It didn't that, tell me. I, Tim Anderson was on the white. He had a really bad year last year, mm-hmm. obviously. We saw him get dropped by... Uh, who did he get dropped by? Anyways, uh, Jose Ramirez. Mm-hmm. But I thought he definitely... Sh- he could go to a team and be as good as he was in uh, 2022. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... I didn't get the how much the Tigers paid Geo, but I did see that the Pirates reached a five-year deal with uh, Mitch Keller worth $77 million. Yeah, I like Mitch Keller. I think that he's a good pitcher and uh, could be interesting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The Pirates the Pirates make all these moves, mm-hmm. and nothing really comes from it. Yeah. And then I also saw this, too. I thought it would be interesting just to say this one. So ahead of opening day for the 2024 season, these are – the top three teams who are favorite to win it all, to win the World Series, the Dodgers are the favorites uh, to win it, to win it all with plus three twenty, followed by the Braves who are plus four fifty, and the Astros plus seven hundred. I think the Dodgers, the Dodgers do all this. They spend all this money because they have all this freaking money because they're in LA. They'll just lose to the Braves yeah. or the Braves or the Phillies in the playoffs. I mean, dude, I can but see the it. Dodgers just got Shohei, dude. Yeah, but Shohei can't pitch, and I don't think Shohei can pitch this year. So Dude, he just, he just but they got Shohei. That's crazy. Yeah. That's an um, like amazing pickup for them. I mean, yeah, but uh, you know what? I, you know what I saw what was funny. Whenever they signed Shohei, I saw that the, he went to the Rams game or whatever, mm-hmm. and the, the the Rams gave him a jersey like like oh welcome to LA or whatever, as if mm-hmm. he hadn't already been with LA for the past like how yeah. like his whole career when he was yeah. with the Angels. Like, dude, that's that stuff was so stupid. Like, yeah, no, but uh, I think the Dodgers. They're just going to poop out towards the end. Mm-hmm. They can, yeah. yeah. I mean, like like we saw in the postseason this, this past season, it all matters about who gets hot at the right time. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's like literally in any sport, to be mm-hmm. honest. You just pick up at the right time and you can win a title. Mookie's going to be playing uh, second base, too. 
So that could be interesting because I, I think Shohei's going to play in the outfield. <laughs> I could be wrong. But the Braves, the Braves really haven't done too much in terms of, like, offseason moves, but the Braves are consistently good. Mm-hmm. The Astros, I'm a little worried about the Astros. I think they went out and got Josh Hader. You already had the best bullpen. Mm-hmm. And the thing about bullpen arms is, like, you sign these guys to, like, these five-year, $400 million contracts. A reliever, like... You have to ride highs and lows with the reliever. And I, they did it with, uh, shoot, they overpaid one of them, Rafael Montero. They overpaid Rafael Montero. He had a really great year uh, the year before last, and then this year he sucked. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just crazy to me. Like, why are you going to – you already have the best bullpen in baseball. Just keep with the homegrown talent. I know Josh Hader was already on the Astros, but it's just crazy to me. And them not making any, like, hitting moves kind of – Made me a little mad. I think that they should have gone out and gotten these. You go out and get all these free agents. Like, you just talked about all those free agents. Like, I mean, obviously you couldn't get Tim Anderson because you already have Jeremy Pena. But yeah, Tim Anderson would have been good. But, yeah. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. And then also, so going off of that, switching over to this ranking, I saw this on a I saw this on, I don't remember where. I know it wasn't ESPN. Probably maybe CBS Sports. But um, I saw this list, and it had the top ten best teams, and then it had... Um, the bad team. It literally just said bad teams. Yeah. And then, um, or no, it said playoff hopefuls, and then it said bad. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and start it off with the teams that it had for the top ten teams that they had for the best ones in the MLB right now. It is uh, in this order that I say them. The Dodgers, Braves, Astros. Is it the Orioles? Yeah. Orioles? Okay. Because I heard somebody say Orleans. I was like, that doesn't yeah, sound right. The Orioles. <laughs> uh, the Yankees, the Rangers, the Rays, the Diamondbacks. The Mariners and the Blue Jays. Yeah, I. The Yankees are so weird. Like getting Juan Soto, and you just like you're. How good is Juan Soto going to be on the Yankees? I don't know. I think that the Yankees are just going to be another team that can go out there and they can put up twelve runs, mm. but on the other side they're going to give up fifteen runs. Yeah. So I think that the Yankees. I'm not really too worried about the Yankees if I'm in the Astros position. The Rangers. I don't know. I think like. Matt just said it. I think it's whoever gets hot at the end. Yeah. I think the Rangers got hot last year. I think they'll keep doing good, though, to be honest, because they they were they were pretty okay all year. I mean, I guess. Just because, I mean, the Astros didn't have Altuve for half the year. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're on gutter. But I don't know. I don't want to be too biased. I don't want to be a Cowboys fan here. But I guess. <laughs> That's crazy. But uh, anyways, uh, anybody got anything else? Uh, we also got the, the playoff hopefuls, too. Yeah. So the playoff hopefuls, we have the, the Phillies, the Twins, the Reds, the Cubs, Cardinals, Guardians, Brewers, Padres, and the Mets. Yeah. The Mets are crazy. Like, I just forget, like, uh, the that the Mets are just, like, such a dumpster fire. <laughs> I wish we hadn't sent send our hooks. Uh, I forgot what his name was. That hooks player that he was really good. He went from, like, single A to double mm-hmm. A. In less than a year, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you guys know, but that's that's a big deal. Yeah. So it could be interesting. Uh, Matt, I know you want to talk about the Mavericks. I want to talk about basketball, not just the Mavericks, even though I am a huge Mavericks fan. Dude, Cowboys fans, Mavericks fans. Dude, <laughs> I, I love the Mavericks. I love Luka. All of a sudden, not a game win streak, but all of a sudden, dude. You guys been you guys been paying attention to the Mavericks? It's actually a, a seven game win streak. But I mean, dude, they've been really good, and Kyrie is getting hot right now. And Luca and Kyrie playing together, it just looks so good on the court. They beat the Suns last night, or 
Well, yeah, they beat the Suns last they night. Did. Like that was awesome. Like Rockets play the Suns tonight. Hey, let's see, what, let's see what your team does against the team. Yeah, but my I'm not team wanting to like, go see what out my of my team way does. to talk about them. No, I want to talk about basketball in general, dude. There's so much like it's already the second half of the season, dude. Yeah. We're going to the we're going into the playoffs soon. So, uh, who do y'all think is winning the title? I'll say this: that there's some of us that aren't making it to the playoffs. <laughs> the Rockets, the Spurs, the Spurs. Uh, Rockets gonna turn around. I love y'all, but what are y'all doing? Yeah, I mean, eleven and forty-five. Wow, shoot, the Rockets that's a great 20, record, buddy. The, the right? Rockets are twenty-four and thirty-one. I wish I had it backwards. Yeah. Well, the Rockets started out so good. They started out six and three, and I was like, "Dang, this is it. We're gonna be in the plan, and we're gonna be fine." I think the Timberwolves can win it all. Honestly, I love I Anthony it, Edwards. I think that he's um, he's really good. But Dude, the I, Mavs are six right now in the West. 30, 33 and twenty three. If they keep winning, dude, they got something going. They really do, I bro. Guess so, <laughs> but uh, another team too was I, I think the Nuggets could repeat. Just, uh, again, it, it, honestly, it 100% just boils down to who gets hot at the end. And I think, the, again, Nuggets got hot last year at the end. But uh, another team that I don't, re- I really don't like is the o- OKC. Dude, they're I doing so, them. they're doing yeah. so good I with Shea. Shea is doing so good. Yeah, he's Shai, MVP. Yeah. Can- he's doing, he's doing so good. He's an MVP candidate. I don't know, dude. I don't know who's gonna take it in the West, dude. Because the Clippers, the Thunder, and the Timberwolves are all doing really, really good. Probably the Timberwolves. I don't know. The Timberwolves are so weird. But uh, Big Cat is playing like Big Cat in like 2019, 2018. But yeah, no, I agree. But uh, I think that I just I hate OKC. The Rockets yeah. played them in the bubble, and I hated them. I hate Lou Dort. I hate Shy. I hate everybody else on that. You got team. him on your team. I hate any Oklahoma team. I hate honestly. LeBron, and he's on my fantasy team. Well, I mean, so the I Oklahoma guess. Cowboys, <laughs> South Oklahoma Cowboys. We don't really talk about that. But anyways, <laughs> anyways, uh, talk about the East. Who do you think is going to win it all, or who's going to get there in the East? The East, the Bucks. Nah, the Bucks. Nah, no way. With Dame and Giannis, you don't think so? Yeah, but with their, the coaching staff around there, and Giannis I guess is so. like Giannis is so weird, like. Some days he loves the NBA or the NBA and the Bucks, and some days he's like, "I don't want to be there anymore. They don't they don't wash my laundry right." Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah I get you. So who true. do you think is gonna take it in the East? Celtics. Uh, the Celtics really? Yeah, I'm probably right. Celtics. This is Jason Tatum's year, honestly. Like if he doesn't figure it Baby out, Kobe. <laughs> Baby Kobe. Baby <laughs> Kobe. Yeah, no, but I agree. I think if Jason Tatum doesn't figure it out this year and he can't win it all with Perzingis, Perdingus. <laughs> I loved Perzingis when he was with the freaking Mavs, Mavs dude. <laughs> Whatever. He just it's couldn't fine. stay healthy, and that's that's mm. his thing. Hopefully, he can stay healthy in this, like this season. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But uh, I think, but the East is so weird. Like you could have like the Bucks who just like dominated the East, and then Miami comes around and slaps them upside the head. Every time I think of uh, Jason Tatum, I think of like the like a dream team of like Drake's son and his son. Yeah. Like Deuce. Yeah, Deuce. <laughs> you gotta you gotta trick them. If they try tricking you, you gotta trick them. You gotta go that way. <laughs> the Cavs could be an interesting team too. Yeah. The, a little interesting. That East is so weird. Like everyone is like neck and neck till the end and then yeah. we get into the playoffs and they're all mid. Dude, the the Celtics have a big lead. Yeah. They're gonna finish first. Honestly, the NBA's been kinda mid lately though. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the All Star the All Star the All Star weekend, but I mean Honestly, the NBA has so many games, and we've talked about this before. They're all behind paywalls. 
Like, a lot of them are behind paywalls. I know you're able to watch every Rockets game. But, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shout-out Fubo. Shout-out Space City Network. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, honestly... Um, like, there's a lot of games behind paywalls. You can't watch a lot of your favorite teams all the time. And it's it's kind of dumb. I wish they would do the more NFL thing where you could watch the, the teams in your area. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, a lot of people don't really Move start paying attention. What was that? Move to Dallas. <laughs> San Antonio, a lot of team, here I come. A lot of teams. And the thing uh, is, too, if you had Fubo like I did, I can get I, I can watch all the Mavs games, too, because I have the Rangers network. Yeah. So I can watch all the Rangers games and the Mavs games. I get you. So, dude, just get Fubo. But what I was saying saying is a lot of people don't pay attention to the NBA until the NBA playoffs come around. So, I mean. True. Yeah, honestly. I'm one of those people, honestly. I just, I try to watch a a Rockets game a couple times a week, but when they're down 50 to like 25, it's like. It's kind of hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It sucks. But uh, I want to give a special shout out to Sabrina Ionescu. She she lost to Curry, but she almost beat Curry. But she almost beat Curry from dude. the men's three point line. That was that Shout was out amazing. That, dude, Sabrina's. that was so fun to watch. I I love you, Sabrina. She can hear this. <laughs> I love you, Sabrina. You get buckets. But anyways, let, uh, anybody have anything else? Not really, man. No, that was, that's it. That was good. <laughs> All right. This was episode nine of the CJM podcast. I'm your host, DJ Daniels, alongside DJ MC Roberts and Chris Olivares. Thank you guys for watching.